0: okay well we know we're having difficulty with facebook live and that's because pastor frank and i are running it now the expert eric's running back there now so while he's doing that to help us let's sing another song do you want to build a snowman okay we know where that's from we're not going to do that but i'm waiting for the nod from eric to see if we are a go i think we are so we're in the book of micah pastor jason covered the first two chapters last week be praying for them he's speaking at snow camp at high point as a speaker and our teens are there with the youth leaders they'll be traveling this afternoon now the weather up there wasn't too bad so they won't hit roads that are really bad until they get back here in our area but i want to do a wow moment before we we continue in 2018 micah was the 97th most popular name for baby boys born in the united states 97th and last week pastor jason said that name micah michael mikey michelle whatever derivative who is like the lord well i don't think my mother would agree with that but anyhow it's it's there for a wow moment my title is when god doesn't answer prayer we're going to be in chapter 3 and the and the 12 verses of chapter 3 we are going to continue now this morning our look at the prophecy of micah he was a minor prophet in the old testament micah is not minor because he was less important than others but because it was a shorter book that's all they say that micah is a little book of isaiah micah wrote in order to bring god's judgment AGAINST HIS PEOPLE TO INDICT THEM FOR THEIR SINS AND PRONOUNCE A DIVINE SENTENCE ON THEM. SO FAR AS WE'VE STUDIED, MICAH HAS TOLD GOD'S PEOPLE, THE Israelites, GOD WAS GOING TO PUNISH THEM FOR YEARS OF DISOBEDIENCE, REBELLION, AND OPPRESSION OF THE WEAK AND INNOCENT. THINK ABOUT IT, the, WHEN THEY WERE IN EGYPT, THEY WERE THE ONES THAT WERE OPPRESSED AND WEAK AND INNOCENT, AND NOW HERE THEY ARE DOING THAT SAME THING TO themselves god has put up with their with their ungodly behavior long enough he said that was it and was going to punish them through ruthless and wicked people that pastor jason told us about the syrians and they would destroy the nation the israelites were about to reap what they had sown and it was not going to be pleasant it was not going to be pleasant at all however in the midst of judgment and this is this is the beauty of god's mercy micah offered hope God spoke through Micah and always offered hope. In the midst of trouble and judgment, there was hope. Folks, I don't know what you're going through right now, today. Of course, many of us are locked into our homes, but just think of the trials or tribulations you're going through or the discouragement you're going through. There is always hope. For us that are born again, that have trusted in Christ alone for our eternal life, our hope is heaven. Like Paul said, for me to die is Christ. I mean, for me to live as Christ and die is gain. It's a gain for us. But back to micah the judge here it is the judge who scatters his people for their sins is also that beautiful shepherd king who faithfully gathers protects and forgives his people maybe children if there were children here today maybe they could relate to that parents who will lovingly punish their children for wrongdoing are the same ones who lovingly forgive and protect them isn't that just like our shepherd king to do that So throughout Micah's prophecy, he moves between God's judgment and God's forgiveness. There's a back and forth that we see of Micah telling God's people that they have done wrong and God was going to punish them and then telling that God was also going to help them and save them from destruction. Like I said, Pastor Jason shared the part of Micah where the shepherd king who would one day gather his people and lead them to victory. Even though god's people were going to be removed from their land and scattered to foreign lands god would one day bring his people back together through the work of a savior it's interesting he had the problem of israel chapter one and two and then the practical of living chapters four through six and the promise of god chapter seven notice the missing chapter three that's what we're going to be sharing today. It could fall under the problem of Israel, but we're going to look at it first because it deals with just leaders. So today's passage, chapter 3, verses 1 through 12, goes back to Micah's prophecy regarding Israel's punishment for their sin. The focus of this section of Micah's prophecy is, is God's judgment against two primary groups in Israel the political leaders and the spiritual leaders. To so these leaders, Micah wrote that God was not going to answer them in the time of need. Can you imagine God not answering you in time of need? Because they had done wrong and led God's people astray. He was not going to answer them when they needed him. Now, it's interesting, as, as Pastor Frank and Eric and I are here, we can almost visualize where people are. So I'm going to look over here and say, to, to Max and Carol, and, and Kenny and Kathleen, and Jonathan and Lisa, who usually sit in that section, can you imagine God not answering you? Kyle Drake, can you imagine God not answering you? The Rambones are over here, and, and the Pius, can you imagine the, the, the Lynches, and on and on, Paul and Cindy, we kind of know where people sit every Sunday, and I'm envisioning, looking at you and saying, can you imagine God not answering you in your time of need? Have you ever had those times in your life, when you felt God was not? answering you? Think about it. Have you ever? I know if this place was filled, we would probably all raise our hands that we've had those times. To be sure, sometimes we need a little more patience, or a lot of it, because it may be that God is not ready to answer. That's the hard part. I want my answer now. Or in the way we desire. God, you're answering, but I don't want it answered that way. I want it answered this way. But folks, sometimes, sometimes, we contribute to unanswered prayers. We bring it on ourselves, and and that is what happened to Israel's leaders in the time of Micah. So let's look at this. We're going to see three prayers, how three reasons for prayer that is hindered in this passage. One, prayers hindered for those who do not treat others justly. Secondly, prayers hindered for those who do not speak the truth of God. And thirdly, prayers hindered for those who only do good things for return. So let's jump into prayers hindered for not treating others fairly here in micah in a very graphic and descriptive terms micah described the destruction israel's leaders had caused to god's people these leaders treated god's people so badly that micah described it in terms of cannibalism can you imagine that let's read the first three verses of micah three and i said here now you leaders of jacob and rulers of the house of israel is it not for you to know justice you who hate good and love evil we'll come back to that who tear off their skin from them and their flesh from their bones who eat the flesh of my people strip off their skin from them smash their bones and chop them up as for the pot And as meat in a cauldron how descriptive and graphic do you need to be can you imagine uh, uh, somebody saying that to you about maybe your leadership or how you lead your family or at work or something like that now Micah was not saying that these leaders literally were cannibals okay he wasn't saying that but they were treating the people so unjustly they were destroying them instead of shepherding the people god called them to lead these civil leaders were exploiting and oppressing them like animals to be butchered and you know what these leaders should have known better they should have known better with everything that happened to them in the past they should have known better they should have known and practiced justice because god is a just god instead micah wrote that they hate what is good and love evil in verse 2. folks isn't that what our promise today we see that people are saying what is evil is good and what is good is evil we are going to be labeled as evil eventually as it gets closer and closer to the lord's return we're going to be started people are going to start labeling us as evil because what good is evil and what evil is good and we're haters so called to them they betrayed, these leaders at Micah's time, they betrayed the trust they placed in their leadership. <laughs> now, does that sound familiar? Earlier, Pastor Frank and Eric and I were talking about some things, uh, about the government different things and work. Uh, how many people have been let down by those in leadership? Especially right now, you think about it. How many of you have been let down by leadership? I'm not talking maybe even church leadership, but government. Look right now what's going on in our world, you know, with Russia and Ukraine there are leaders of the world that are making decisions today possibly even tomorrow that would affect the whole world because it would be a world war whatever and 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 their leadership could really destroy a lot of people and even countries but unfortunately folks isn't it all too common about this kind of leadership Those who should be doing right, leading people rightly, oftentimes do not. And God places leaders in their positions to lead people justly. They always don't, because God cares about justice. And when leaders fail to do that, the people suffer, and God is angry. Not into sin, a righteous anger. He has a righteous anger about that. And look what happened in Noah's day. HE WAS SO ANGRY WHERE THE WORLD WAS AND THE SIN AND EVERYTHING AND LEADERSHIP ONE FAMILY ONE ON THE ark. EVERYTHING ELSE WAS TAKEN CARE OF AND DESTROYED. SO WHAT A CONTRAST AS PASTOR JASON BROUGHT ABOUT THE SHEPHERD KING WHAT A CONTRAST THESE LEADERS ARE TO THE GOOD SHEPHERD KING FROM THE PREVIOUS CHAPTER WHO WILL GATHER HIS PEOPLE WHO GATHER THEM AND WILL LEAD THEM TO FREEDOM ISN'T IT GREAT THAT ISRAEL BECAME A NATION IN 1948? that that they're starting to gather back even back then they became a nation and isn't it interesting that all the nations around them want to destroy Israel why because it's a God thing Micah pronounced judgment on those corrupt leaders of Micah's day because these leaders acted wickedly God was not going to answer them when they call on him for help can you imagine just as these leaders had no doubt refused to hear the cries of the people they were supposed to be leading justly, so God would refuse to hear their cry in time of need. There's a verse, uh, verse 7, that's uh, Micah 3 that says this: The seers will be put to shame, and the diviners will be ashamed. Indeed, they will cover their lips because there is no answer from God. Can you imagine the the kind of the, the physical thing going, <gasps> He's not going to answer us, covering their mouth. <gasps> he's not going to answer us and 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 we don't really have to limit this passage to civil leaders certainly they carry the burden and responsibility of leadership but might what micah prophesied here apply to everyone as well let's ask some questions ask ourselves some questions this morning how have we oppressed others have you treated someone else unfairly have you done something to hinder someone else's faith i was told a story about A lady that uh, used to live out of state for several years but then moved to new jersey and has been here quite often and and she said the holy spirit convicted her about something that happened probably 20 maybe maybe no maybe 40 years ago and she said to me that she said god convicted me about something i said to someone i used to work with out of state about 40 years ago i went really said what did you do she said, well, I tried to find that person and, and track down their phone number and, and called and found out that they were on hospice and, and dying. And she was able to uh, have a conversation and uh, speakerphone and say, I am so sorry that when we were working together, I said to you, nobody wants to be with you, nobody likes you, and, and did some terrible things to her. And now, you think, 40 years ago? And yet, this lady felt led of the Spirit to ask forgiveness to this person. And she did. And later, the, the, the lady passed away. Can you imagine, what would you do with that? If the Holy Spirit, during a quiet time or during a message, touched your heart and said, remember when you said something? And you may have asked God for forgiveness, or you may have forgotten it. Boy, would you follow through like this lady did? Because have you treated someone else unfairly? Have you done something to hinder someone else's faith? And how have we oppressed others? I just want to challenge you with that. Think about it. Think about it. What can we do to encourage folks to come to Christ and be part of His church? That's another thing we have to think about. Perhaps God's unanswered prayers are a result of unjust or unkind acts towards someone you know. Think about it prayers hindered for not treating others fairly second one prayers hindered for not speaking the truth about God now the second group which Micah pronounced God's judgment was Israel's prophet in chapter 2 we read don't say such things the people respond don't prophesy like that such disasters will never come our way they didn't believe that perhaps some of these people were who said this were the false prophets in Micah's time they only preached good things when it suited them a prophecy for a prophet or prophets for peace were these guys they would tell you something good if it suited them or if they were paid like Balaam give them a little money uh, maybe some food in their bellies and they would pronounce God's blessing on you these false prophets were not really concerned about the spiritual condition of the people They didn't care whether the people they were ministering to were doing right or wrong. They led them astray, and they lied about what God really said. So I may make some people angry this morning, but I I thought of a belief system in our country and around the world, basically. And I thought, wow, I have to go to someone that's an expert in this area. So I knocked on the door of Pastor Frank. And Pastor Frank had a couple books, and he's here this morning, so a couple books that he gave me and stuff, and, and I, I was looking through and reading them, and, and I came across something like a mortal sin, a grave-slash-mortal sin. So I asked Pastor Frank, I said, have you ever committed a grave mortal sin when you were a Catholic? He said, yes, I did. And I found a list, and we found out that missing Mass intentionally on Sunday or Holy Days... And he said, that was me. Another one that he wasn't sure about was willful failure to fast and abstain on Ash Wednesdays or Good Friday. But we'll focus missing mass intentionally on Sunday or Holy Days. Pastor Frank did that, and I said then, according to that belief system that you were in, because he's not now, he's a born again believer, I said, what, where would you have gone if you died? He said, to hell, directly to hell. And I said, well, how did you correct that? He said, well, I go to confession. Pastor Frank said he'd go in and sit there and say, I've committed a mortal sin. And then he'd say, then he'd ask, well, you know, tell it. And the, and the priest would say, well, this is what you have to do. This is the penance you have to do. And I said to Pastor Frank, no scripture was shared. He said, no, nothing about Jesus, no. It was just go do this. Go either go do some uh, rosaries or whatever the priest decided for you to do to get you out. So you, if you died, you wouldn't go to hell because of moral sin then pastor frank and i we know we had a a man that the the very top of the list here that i have leaving the catholic faith for another religion or practice mortal sin it's actually the second one on the list and we knew a man that did that we knew a man that that left that belief system Came to this church, got saved, born again, trusted in Christ alone for his eternal life. You know, for by grace you are saved through faith. It is against God, not of works that I mentioned boast. He did that, trusted Christ, became a Christian, filled with the Holy Spirit, sealed by the Holy Spirit, and then he got baptized here, and he is now, according to his old belief system, if he dies, he goes to moral sin. Guess what? He dropped dead instantly of death there was no time for last rites or like nothing he just dropped dead instantly on a boating dock and his dad who was very wealthy gave a nice good check and guess what that prophet if we want to call him that like Micah's day what we call him priest got him out of hell into heaven this is exactly a modern day thing that Micah was addressing to the prophets back then you're doing it for gain you're doing it for this you're doing it what and, and we see that belief system now around the world exists this way. God would no longer speak to these prophets in Micah's day in visions. He would not answer them. These false prophets led God's people astray by telling them lies, supposing it was from God. Maybe you have known folks like this. They distort God's word for their own purposes. They speak God's promises when it suits them, but ignore it when it doesn't. These people are are not really concerned about the spiritual condition of those they serve. God told them that he was not going to answer them. Think about that. The God of the universe was not going to answer them. They had done wrong, and he was not going to listen to them. Oh, folks, we must be faithful to obey and speak God's word, not just when it's convenient or our prayers can be hindered. Now, let me share something with you about husbands a minute it's a little sidebar here because there's a verse in 1st Peter 3 7 that I want to share you husbands in the same way live with your wives in an understanding way as with someone weaker since she is a woman and show her honor as a fellow heir of the grace of life and here it is in big bold print so that your prayers will not be hindered husbands if you're not doing that your prayers will be hindered So I just threw that in there so you can be careful and make sure that you're doing what that verse, first part of that verse, so your prayers won't be hindered. Now, the last one here is prayers hindered for doing good things for a return. Now, that could kind of harmonize with the second one, but a little bit different here. The third way in this passage that prayers were hindered was that Israel's political and spiritual leaders were doing things strictly for a return. Justice was bought. And God's word was purchased. And Micah three eleven says, Her leaders pronounce judgment for a bribe, her priests teach for pay, and her prophets divine for money. Yet they learn, lean on the Lord, saying, Is the Lord not in our midst? Catastrophe will not come upon us. How blinded these prophets and leaders were in Micah's day. You know, I just want to say this, and I don't mean this in a harmful way, but wouldn't it be wonderful if those that knew how to write books and produce material that they would say you know what mr publisher just cost just charge what it cost to produce a so we can get this material in people's lives so they can mature, they can learn maybe about anger or anxiety or stress or different things that they're facing, discouragement from the Word of God. And I, I, God's gifted me to be able to write a book and do these things, and, and I don't want any money for it. I just want it to get in the hands of the people. Wouldn't that be refreshing? Well, Pastor Frank and I knew somebody that did that, Ron Burris. Remember Ron Burris, Pastor Frank? All his material was free to use. Didn't cost you a cent. I admire that there's a lot of money in writing books. Why do you think people do it? Well, I want to, to, to get this stuff that I've learned to other... Well, then don't charge for it. Don't get paid for it. Wouldn't it be great to be able to buy a Bible that hardly cost anything? Just whatever it costs to publish it? So, okay, let me get off my soapbox. Back to these leaders, okay? These leaders led the people for something in return. It wasn't because they generally wanted to serve the people. And somehow, these evil men thought they could act wickedly and get away with it. They did, Think about it. They did not believe Micah's prediction concerning God's judgment would happen. It's not gonna happen. They didn't believe it. They believed God was for them and would not punish them for their sin. Sometimes folks believe that they could do evil and still expect God's blessings. Because of their wickedness, Micah wrote that judgment and destruction was coming. Look at verse 12 therefore on account of you zion will be plowed like a field jerusalem will become a heap of ruins and the mountain of the temple will become high places of a forest wow think about it think about it you know there's people that well let me move on i'll, I'll i i do not want to say that right now do you have a genuine concern for the people in your lives let me just ask you that when you see people sitting in, in a church with you do you see them as chair warmers filling a seat increasing the numbers of the church or do you see them as living breathing souls who might be spiritually lost or discouraged i guarantee you today those that are watching those that can't watch for various reasons if they if you all were sitting here in the auditorium i could look to each one of you and say have you ever been discouraged in your christian life i guarantee you every hand in this auditorium would go up because every one of us faces discouragement discouragement we need each other do you see people as means to an end money bags for what you want or do you see them as people loved by god with real spiritual needs do you see people all people as precious souls to be one for christ you see as a spiritual body the body of christ the church must be genuinely concerned about people both for their physical and spiritual needs the primary mission of the church universal that one That Jesus gave us in Matthew 20 is to make disciples of all nations. Look at the verse. You've heard this, you've read this, you've been preached about it, but I'm going to do it again, and we'll in the future we'll do it again. And Jesus came up and spoke to them, saying, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go therefore and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to follow all that I commanded you. And behold, I am with you always to the end of the age folks we can do that without a church building nice chairs music instruments a coffee place in the lobby now all those things are not sinful all those things are they're not bad it's great i'm glad we have comfortable chairs we have heat and air and things such as that instruments and and music and things they're not sinful our, but our primary mission is to see people as spiritual beings who need a relationship with jesus christ and to go make that happen now i'm not saying that we control who gets saved and who doesn't but god has called all of us to be obedient and share the good news and to make disciples without expecting a return think about it i knew a man that that led people to the lord and he expected them to be loyal to him and to back him if he as a leader if he wanted this way or that way or if there was a vote he wanted them to vote and i and and that's expecting something in return we don't want that from the those that we share christ with and that trust christ for their eternal life we don't expect we want them to be loyal to jesus christ can you expect now i don't know where you fit in but again somebody has to prepare the land and there's various ways to do that Then someone has to come and furrow the ground. There's ways to do that. Then someone has to come and plant. And then someone comes along and waters, and it grows, and then God gives the increase and uses people to do the harvest. It's a team effort. It's all of us working together. And there are ways to do that, and there's not one correct way. There's many ways to do all that, but are you doing something within that framework that I'm saying? Are you preparing the land, furrowing the ground, planting a seed, watering the seed, harvesting? Where are you? See, with this passage, we see several reasons why God wouldn't answer the prayers of the corrupt leaders of Israel. And if we're not doing the mission of church, will he really answer our prayers? We can really summarize all of them into one statement the practice of injustice or sin in any form leads to alienation from god think about that hear what the prophet isaiah said about this in isaiah 59 1 through 2. similar to what micah said behold the lord's hand is not so short that it cannot save, nor is his is his ear so dull that he cannot hear but your wrongdoings have caused a separation between you and your god And your sins have hidden his face from you so that he does not hear isn't that what micah just said not only to the israelites but also to the leaders sin causes separation between god and us now let me pause there let me talk to unbelievers first there's a separation Uh, pastor frank has an illustration of two cliffs and there's a big golf fix there and you can't get from one side to the other side Unless it's via the cross, Jesus Christ, because he paid the penalty for sin. He died for the sins of the world, and you have to accept his him as your savior to be saved, to be born again, to be a new creature in Christ. Those old things pass away, everything becomes new. That's what happened to Pastor Frank. He went from that belief system to the Word of God, what is true about the Word of God and about Christ, and now He has Christ as a savior. There's a separation. The only way to to stop that is to be born again then sin is separation with god and this hurts our relationship with god and hinders our prayers to him that's for believers now think about it there are believers that are living in sin and it's interesting because what they'll do is when they're confronted the first thing they do is say oh but look at so and so oh look at that person 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 but they're not telling the whole story they're only telling a half story. You know, tell the whole truth, nothing but the truth. A half truth's a lie. So they're not telling the whole truth about the situation. They're not telling you that, that oh, they repented, got right with God, and now are living and maturing in Christ again. They don't tell you that side of the story. They just tell you, oh, look what he did or she did, and blah, 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 and on they go. Because they're trying to justify their sin. So they have to compare. There's no win in comparison spell it out there's no win in comparison they have to do that to justify what they're doing and they're not right with god there's a separation now between them and god doesn't mean they're not going to go to heaven if they're really genuinely saved so the answer to all this the separation that we have as believers is the answer to this is a close intimate relationship with jesus christ notice i didn't say religion i said relationship there's a big difference so back in micah here he is he railed again the unjust rulers and false prophets of this day who led god's people astray but he offered this advice in micah 3 8. on the other hand i am filled with power with the spirit of the lord and with justice and courage to make known to jacob his rebellious act and to israel his sin can you imagine hearing that as a, as a listener of Micah's word. First, he says, God's not gonna hear you and listen to you in time of need, and then he's gonna judge you, and he's gonna split everybody and send them out because the Assyrians. But here, there's a comparison. Let me compare this. The false prophets were motivated motivated by greed, but Micah was empowered by the Spirit of the Lord for his prophetic ministry. We're empowered by the Holy Spirit. Think about it. When we trust Christ, for our eternal life. Paul says in Ephesians 1, that we're sealed by the Holy Spirit into salvation. Jesus said, no man shall pluck them out of my hand. God is an ending giver. Christ is an ending giver. He's not going to take that away from you, as some people think. So you're sealed then you're empowered by the holy spirit to do godly things to have the power to be bold with the word of god and to go out and represent christ as an ambassador as his ambassador to go out and be that light and to go out and love like we should love the false prophets they spoke lies micah had the spirit of god and spoke the truth of god's word we have the spirit of god to illuminate our minds to the word of god to understand it and to go out and speak it don't shoot the messenger. It's God's word. Micah preached that a right life is one where one's heart has turned to God, which results in godly living. Uh, James put it, uh, as we read James, he put it this way, a right relationship God and good morals are inseparable. It's kind of what summarizes what James said. So if we are intimate with Christ, the rest will naturally fro- flow. But we have to be intimate. We have to be right with Christ and that's where a lot of people get confused so let's ask ourselves some questions this morning how well are we doing that are we distracted by things that don't really matter are we focused on things that don't really accomplish the mission of the church are we holding on to things that are holding the church back from doing what god has called us to do how intimate is our relationship with christ jesus christ and how focused are we on the mission he has called us to do well, I once again want to ask you a question that I asked at Christmas. Are you a Christ follower or a Christ admirer? If you didn't hear that before, a Christ admirer is a born again person, but they're just sitting back, watching things happen, and just admiring Christ, admiring the worship, admiring the people, admiring that people are coming again the say people are joining the church, just admiring that 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 people are supporting the ministries here, or just admiring missionary. They're admiring. That's it. But a follower is down in the front lines a Christ follower gets down on the front lines he's there representing Christ he's a Christ follower not a Christ admirer do you feel that like God is not answering you have you considered why that might be could it be that there is unconfessed sin in your life because that sometimes is there is God withholding his blessings because we are not doing what is right we're not serious about being the people he has called us to be. Folks, don't you worry about another believer that, that is not right with God. You, you, if you have opportunity, you share with them, but it will be payday someday. Believe me. And how do we really know that they're genuinely saved? If there's no repentance ever in their life in my life when i've sinned and i've done a lot of it there's been a holy spirit convicting me where i've been broken and repented that's the other side of the story that people don't tell you and i can tell you all of am pastor frank pastor Ari, all of us have had those moments in our life where we've been convicted repented got right with god and we're back now walking on the glory road and in right relationship with him intimate with him so as we come and summarize one of the key themes in the book of micah is that faithfulness to God does not consist merely in going through the motions such as being in church on Sunday we should be reading the Bible we should be and praying together we should be but in expressing genuine love for God and each other Remember, as pastor Jason walked us through Mark the book of Mark and in Mark chapter 12 where Christ was said said the the law of love he said love the Lord God with all your heart soul strength and mind then he said, love your neighbor as yourself. No other commandments greater than these. Maybe you are discouraged and wondering why God, what God is planning. How are you helping or hindering that? Oh, folks, we must pray fervently for God's will and blessing on the work he has called us to do. And part of that is the two laws there of love. Love one another. We need to genuinely love one another like the world has never seen before and then love our neighbor as ourself. And in Psalm 127, one, it says, unless the Lord builds a house, those who build it labor in vain. God is the one who builds a house. But notice, he uses us to build it too, and that's the beauty of it. If you're there on the front line, if you're a Christ follower, Christ admirer, you're not gonna be able to experience that. We must pray for God's will to be done, but we must also be working to see it happen what are you doing to make it happen are you sharing your faith with others are you inviting family friends and strangers to join you in church are you concerned really concerned for the spiritual condition of friends and family oh folks may it be so and i say amen to that heavenly father we thank you for this little book of micah Lord, seven chapters, but filled with all kinds of applications that we can really use for today, especially, Lord, as we talk about leadership. Heavenly Father, we know that there's leaders of this church, there's leaders in our local government, our state government, our federal government, around the world, we know there are leaders In homes whether it's a single mother she's if she's a single mother she's a leader of her home a single dad or a mother and father together grandparents raising kids they are the leaders there are leaders in our teen department the older teens should be leaders to the younger teens and same thing with the children Lord there are leaders everywhere and we can draw from Micah what he said we don't want to be leaders wherever we're at in our life and that god you would say i'm not going to hear you oh help us to be right with you help us to truly be totally totally clean before you and father if there's someone that's watching today that father is not right with you that that the holy spirit just brought something to their mind like oh I i said something about that person behind their back or to that about them or right to their face and never got that right help them to get that right father so they can have the clean pipes with the holy spirit flowing through them lord help us to love you with all our heart soul strength and mind and then lord to love one another and to love our neighbor as ourselves lord jesus thank you for this book we pray for the safety of pastor jason and the kids as they come back lord and then father we anticipate and look forward to wednesday night as we gather to learn in our various ministries thank you lord for your protection in this storm lord thank you so much for watching over us and giving the leaders wisdom as far as traveling and lord be with pastor frank as he and eric because It's very dangerous lord uh very icy and give give them protection as they get home lord And We thank you again for just the means of this technology to be able to do this together. Now watch over us, keep us safe. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Well, folks, God bless you. We'll see you Wednesday night.